This is Talkback, 721-1290 or 1-800-568-5309. This is News Talk KGVO, AM 1290 and 98.3 FM. KGVO, Missoula's news and weather station. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Glad to have you along on this Wednesday edition of Talk Back for December 7th. Talk Back is brought to you this morning by Brooklyn Bagel and Bakery. Authentic New York bagels and pastries from Little Italy can be found right here in Missoula. All you have to do is drive out on North Reserve and enjoy. Also brought to you by Phillips Janitorial, where they offer residential and commercial cleaning. And uh, with the holidays here, no job is too big or too small. So trust them. Uh, get a free estimate at two six zero six six one seven. And today is the final day, ladies and gentlemen, for Medicare annual enrollment. It ends today. So if you're a procrastinator, you need to get in touch with our friends at uh, at Anderson Hellman, and uh, that address is AndersonHellmanInsurance.com. The views and opinions expressed on TalkBack are not those of the staff, management, or advertisers. Okay, here we are. We are back, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, joining us here in the studio this morning, first of all, the fabulous Nick Christensen, sitting right over there. Good morning. With his hand poised. <laughs> yeah. Well, not exactly poised. All right, he's ready to be poised. Let's I'm, put it that I'm ready way. for calls. Yeah. All right, yeah, I, I, because we have Walt Kiro here in the studio. He's in the house and here to offer tax advice and all sorts of other good stuff that's going on in the world of uh, high finance. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, it, great to be here. And this will only be the only appearance in December for me because of... Uh, uh, Nick's horoscope just worked out that way. <laughs> well, uh, we we two radio radio idiots here. We we save up all of our uh, because we never take vacation. I mean, it's yeah. silly mm-hmm. and stupid. But anyway, um, so we have to kind of schmush it. Is that a word? We have to schmush it all into December. Yeah. Wait to the last minute. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> because uh, here at Town Square Media, they offer it by they offer the use it or lose it philosophy. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, I, I get that. I get that. It only so, makes sense if you're in their shoes. Yeah. Uh, for, for instance, I'll be taking the next couple of Fridays off, and then uh, the week and a half before Christmas, right? Is that right? Uh, yeah, and then I'll be off the 20th through the end of the year, and you'll be off, I think, the 22nd or 23rd through the end of the year. Right, yeah. yeah. So, uh, sounds too. good. I mean, you guys deserve it. <laughs> anyway, what happened 81 years ago today? Uh, 81 years ago today, it wasn't me. I wasn't born. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a day to commemorate. It was a, a day of infamy. Oh, that's right. The day that will live in infamy. Yes, that's right. But... Um, you know, since I won't be here after today until the new year, I might as well say next year will be my 50th tax season. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot of 50. It's a lot of tax returns. You anyway, bet. I enjoy it because of the people. You bet. You know, that's, that's why I'm here. Anyway, uh, Part of my stack of stuff has to do with, you know, uh, uh, we talked about charitable contributions last time, and I'll get into the leftovers that I didn't get touched to. But one thing that's uh, uh, good for all of us taxpayers out there is to have a good record-keeping system. And based on my 50 years of experience, uh, <clears throat> most people don't do a very good job at it. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, but so, one so, of the so, things... so, 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 what, what, what's, the, what, what's the favorite uh, uh, record-keeping system? Is it a grocery bag? Is it a uh, uh, like a, a old tidyman sack, or what? You know, what, yeah. what is it? Like a cardboard box, or what? Yeah, it's an old tidyman's uh, bag, you know, or uh, uh, what was uh, the super save bag? Right. <laughs> anyway, yeah. it, you know, uh, usually it's a plastic bag of some sort with stuff in it and uh you know uh, one one of the you know there's three or four primary things that uh, good record keeping has and you identify the sources of income so where to come from you keep track of your expenses where to go pretty simple cash in cash out uh, uh for people who are you know uh, uh have computers and have access to microsoft excel or some spreadsheet program there's some out there that are free from like open source labs uh, is, you know, just cash receipts and disbursements. Mm -hmm. You just keep a journal. So that's the easiest way. And once you develop that history, all of a sudden you're getting some information about your financial life. And one of the things I like to promote as well as Dave Ramsey is financial literacy. Well, if you don't know what the heck you're doing, the, the sooner you find out about what you're doing financially, the better. Better choice that you can make in, in making uh, choices and, and direction. So a couple of other things with good record keeping. You can prepare better tax returns because you need that information. Also makes it easier. So instead of dreading tax time, you're prepared. And it's kind of like the Fram oil commercial. If you prepare for it and you change your oil often, your engine will last a long time. Mm -hmm. so but if you don't, yeah. you get a mess. So how does, that, how does that saying go, you can pay me now or you can pay me later? Yeah, and later is <laughs> a lot more expensive. It always is. Yep. Well, we already have a caller. Well, good. So, so I believe uh, Joe's on the line. Let's get him on. Joe, good morning. You're on with Walt Kiro. Hi. Hi, Joe. Good morning, you guys. Hey, uh, I had a question uh I'm not the brightest guy in the world, but uh, if you had inflation 8% for three years, does that mean you got 24% inflation? Uh, I mean, is it cum it's cumulative. It doesn't just – that first 8% that you got three years ago, it didn't go away. And then the next 8%, now you got 16%. And then – and that was interesting. The railroad wanted 24%. Yeah, Joe, the way you would calculate that and the way most people do is you take the first year is a, a straight 8%. The second year is as you take the 8% off of uh, the 100% minus the 8%. So you take 8% of 92. And in the following year, you take 8% of 84. And, and that whole concept is getting what we call discounting to net present value. So actually, instead of 24%, it's going to be something less than 24%. But nevertheless, uh, it, the impact is still there. Does that make hey, sense to you? Well, I mean, I'll have to I'll sit down and think <laughs> about it. But, and, you know, it doesn't matter, really. But no, it's just interesting. Uh, you know, I'm just curious uh, if you had any thoughts on uh, that case uh, with the Trump Corporation, you know. <laughs> You could enlighten us on that. Well, I'll tell you what. We're, we're up against a break. So, Joe, you brought up an interesting... Oh, he's got a whole pamphlet here. Thank so you. we're, we're, we're going to let you go, Joe. Thanks for the call. And we'll come back and address that. Plus, we also have Anthony and Aaron 
Wow, it's a day for the A's. It's Ooh. great. We're going to come right back uh, with more of Talk Back with Walt Kiro, our special guest, right after this. Does your furnace... How is your job to school? Let me tell you. I had to get my iced coffee first. I just can't seem to put it down. My favorite rapper just announced a tour. My phone was buzzing like crazy. I'm so excited. I had to text all my friends right then to talk about it. Then someone started calling me and... Let's try that again. I turned my phone off right away. I never drive distracted. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Okay, we are back. Walt Kiro joining us now. Uh, let's talk about what, what Joe just brought up. And uh, there was a decision, a conviction, I understand, uh, with uh, former President Trump evading taxes from through his corporation. Yeah, well, there's a tremendous number of issues involved here. And uh, what happened is the jury found the Trump organization guilty of tax fraud on all counts. Well, the point is, is that uh, the Trump organization has its being as it's set up and run uh, does not involve president, former President Trump personally. He was not personally charged. His organizations were and he had a, uh, a, a, a chief officer, I don't know, uh, a guy CFO by the name maybe of. Or, yeah, something like that. Uh, Al, uh, chief financial officer, Alan Weisselberg. OK. And Alan Weisselberg pulled a bunch of shenanigans. And so uh, the district attorney that was prosecuting the case was able to convince the jury that somehow Trump knew about all this. And, and so it was OK to uh, indict the uh, organization. The, the perpetrator of all this fraud admitted that he did it. He did it out of greed and that it did not involve Trump or Trump's family. And that was asked by the defense attorney something like 60-some times. Mm, right. And so, you know, regardless, why would a jury come to that conclusion? Well, I don't know for sure because I wasn't there. We don't have all the facts. But it is a New York City jury. And it's similar to having a Washington, D.C. jury. So they're going to be hate Trump. Uh, uh, you know, uh, on a common basis. So they're, they're going to go after him. Now, the Trump organization is not going to appeal the jury verdict as it relates to Mr. Weisselberg because he's the perp. He's right. the one who did the guilty and thing. He, and he admitted that he did it. Yeah. He, right. and he, he, he confessed. So, uh, and he testified. As part of a plea deal, he testified. So, but he didn't say any way, shape, or form that Trump was aware of it. And Trump had no knowledge, but this prosecutor said, well, he he had the ability to know or, you know, so the prosecutor at the end was just saying, oh, his words were, oh, let me get to the end of this. Please, this please, goes on and on. Please stand by. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, he said this whole narrative that Donald Trump is blissfully ignorant is not true. Steinglass said in his closing statement, and I said, you know, uh, my comment to that is only the perpetrator, Mr. Weisselberg, knows the truth here. This statement by, you know, this uh, attorney, this district attorney is speculation because he's in he's imputing uh, 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 what appears to be his opinion as a fact. So, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. But the Trump is going to organization or Trump and his family are going to appeal 
the tie-in to right. somebody else's fraud. Right. That would be just like, remember years ago we had a uh, director of the parking commission here who was stealing money from right. the parking meters? I remember that. Well, that would be similar to associating the Missoula Parking Commission as part of the fraud or part right. of stealing the coins. Well, right. in that case, it's kind of obvious. But, uh, you know, in New York City with uh, uh, slick-talking attorneys, They'll they'll try to uh, you know spin anything. So that's my take on that Trump tax fraud case. There's more to come. You bet. All right, let's let's continue on. I believe it is Anthony's up next. Hey, Anthony, thanks for holding. You're on Talkback. Please go ahead, sir. Hi, Anthony. Hey, hi, Mr. Hero. My question is about uh, gifting. Oh yeah. Um, what what am I allowed to gift per year to my children and what do they have to claim when I do gift them? And I'll hang up and listen. Thank right. you. Thanks okay. for the call. Uh, under the current tax laws, uh, uh, there's both estate and gift tax, and you're asking about a gift tax, and then also your implication, uh, what does it do for the person who receives the gift income-wise? Well, in almost all cases, uh, the recipient is not going to have an income tax to pay on the said gift. The gift, uh, their, their income tax effects on that is as they get to walk in your shoes. So if you give them cash and you can give them up to, and I think it's 16 or I can't remember what because the number changes. It's either 16 or 17,000 a year. Without having to uh, uh, declare a gift has a taxable gift. Now, when I say taxable gift, we're in the estate and gift. We're in what's called the transfer tax realm, not income tax. And under the current estate and gift tax laws, you can gift up to about $11 million before you create an out-of-pocket tax for you. But what we do in most cases, if you're if you're married, is is we split gifts, and so you could take, uh, you know, in the years prior it was fifteen thousand per year, so we would have the husband and wife both give fifteen thousand each. It is better to gift cash as opposed to uh, interests in real estate or uh, stocks and bonds and whatnot. And I'll give you an extreme example. I have a client that had a the, they picked the correct grandmother. The only problem is grandmother gave my client uh, stock in IBM. And grandmother's stock base, her basis in that stock was a buck a share. So it's just murder for the grandchild to sell any of that stock because the capital gains is just horrific. Right. So um, I did propose some alternatives. <laughs> they could be incorporated, but yeah. they didn't want to go there. Right. So on a gift you can give up to, uh, let's just say, I think that I'll have to check the number. But let's say it's 16000 per year. So you give them 16000 per year in cash. No other gifts during the year, like for Christmas or birthdays. If you do give them gifts for that, subtract those because you don't want to exceed that. Because if you exceed that, then you're supposed to file gift tax return, file the form, and you eat into a credit that is allowed for against this state and gift tax that comes to the equivalent of about $11.5 million.
So does that help you, or does I give you too much information? Well, he, he hung up. Oh, that's... He, just, well. just, he was going to listen. Okay. So there you go. I hope he's taking notes. Yeah. And, and with that, we're up against a break. We also have Aaron who's waiting to talk with you. Several other lines open. This is what this uh, program is all about. If you have tax questions, as we're getting close to the end of the year, I'm sure you do, uh, try to start to get all of your uh, receipts and your records together. You have a question on how to get it done right? Give us a call at 721-1290. Walt Kiro from Kiro Byington and Associates here in the studio will be right back. Fisher Healthy Life. And we are back with our clean noses and healthy lives. That's yes, <laughs> by all means. Walt Kiro joining us over there here in the studio. And now you had one quick addition you wanted yeah, to make. Yeah, uh, just I, I checked during the break. For the, Anthony, uh, yeah. Is, the gift tax exclusion in 2022 is 16000 And for 2023, it bumps up to 17000 So there you go. All right, there you go. All right, let's get, uh, I believe, Aaron's on the line. Aaron, good morning and thanks for holding. Hi, Aaron. Good good morning. How are you? Great. Good. I have a friend who is um a uh, who gets um disability um social security. Yeah. And he uh, and so he has a cap on what he can make right. to still get that. Yep. He wants to get around that by having his wife start a business. And then he would work for the business and, um, like a contracting business and he would, he would provide the labor and just be on like a salary, uh, right at that cap, a monthly salary, salary right at that cap. And then he can work and make as much as he wants. Well, then his wife would make the profit. Mm -hmm. Is that legal? And would he be caught for that? Oh, here's the thing is, uh, it is legal if it was if he set it up or if she set up her business as a separate business and hired him and had an employment contract with him. This is a suggestion. You wouldn't have to, but I would re- highly recommend right, it. Right. And that he be paid a fair market wage. And that what he would do is limit his hours to such a point that he doesn't get over that. Uh, my brother-in-law is in that was in that same situation until he retired, and you could make uh, the number keeps changing every year. So uh, several years ago, it was like about eleven hundred, twelve hundred bucks a month of earned income. Yeah, I think it's like thirteen fifty. He said it's like thirteen fifty now. Yeah, and so let's just say that. So if you keep his W two under that, you know, twelve times thirteen fifty. Then, then that would be fine as long as he's being paid a market, you know, value uh, wage. And for carpenters, you know, uh-huh. you know, I, I, I would just you could do that. It's legal, but I would cross my T's and and dot my I's and make sure everything was documented and well put in place. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you. Yeah, uh, and uh, you know, one other thing is, is you can. Uh, that rule only applies to earned income. If he can get income from his savings or from rentals or whatnot, that isn't worked into that equation. It's only earned income from if he owned the business or if he had a W-2. So those that's what's used, earned income. Right, so, yeah, good luck. From, from his own labors. All yep. right, thank yep. you. Good luck. Thanks yep. for the call. We appreciate that, sir. And uh, let's see, we have uh, Dave up next. Hey, Dave, go ahead. Hi, Dave. 
Yeah, good morning. About the the tax fraud case with the Trump organization now, you know, Weisselberg, I, I agree, is taking full responsibility and he will go to jail. But he wasn't, from what I understand, he wasn't the only one to benefit from this fraud scheme. And uh, But he, he said it was all his doing, but there were other people within the organization that also benefited. So... Uh, whether the, whether Donald Trump knew about it or not is is like you say up to doubt. But but you know Donald Trump has always said that he was on top of everything and that he knew he knew what was his, it was his organization. Oh it yeah, well uh, yeah, Donald Trump signed checks. And in fact, he even signed a couple of checks for Mister Mister Weisselberg. But you know I don't know how long Mister Weisselberg worked for Mister Trump. But after ten, fifteen, twenty years. Uh, uh, Donald Trump uh, put a lot of trust in him. And, uh, you know, it doesn't matter. You know, uh, the city of Missoula and the people of Missoula put a lot of trust into our parking commissioner. So, you know, anybody can go wrong and south on you. So it's it's hard to cast an aspersion on somebody else for, you know, another person's uh, misdeeds. Right. I agree with that. But, you know, the other people who benefited, I mean, did they know about it? I mean, there's still questions out there that need to be answered. I, I, yeah, I, I think there might be other employees that, uh, you know, that Mr. Weisselberg may have covered for or or let them get away with. And uh, the the D.A. insinuated that Donald Trump and the Trump organization benefited because, as Mr. Weisselberg says, well, I took a smaller salary in exchange for having these these uh, perks paid for by the company. Well, that might be all well and good, but that was all the direction of Mr. Weisselberg. And the benefit of that, as the DA pointed out, was, well, the Trump organization benefited from it. And, uh, you know, from a tax perspective, the Trump organization did benefit from it, but the Trumps had no knowledge. Tell you what, Dave, if you want to hang on through the break, we can certainly do that. Or you... I, I can just say that, yeah, that's that they haven't proven that he didn't know about it. That's all uh, that he knew about. It. That's all. We haven't we haven't seen all the ins and outs yet. All right. Be interesting. Yeah. Dave, thanks for the call. Yeah. Appreciate it. We're, we're up against a break. Come right back after the top of the hour. Uh, Walt Kira here with us until 10 o'clock. So 721-1290 is the number. Air Force, and I've deployed three times. So in 2017, I was serving as an Air Force First Sergeant. Our motto in that role is my job is people, everyone is my business. But unfortunately, in that year, I would lose my own brother, Lance Corporal Adam Jackamick, to suicide. The majority of veteran suicides are from guns. I store my weapons securely, not only for myself, but for my family. Store all your guns securely. Help stop suicide. My service never stops. Brought to you by N Family Fire and the Ad Council. How is your job to school? Let me tell you, I had to get my iced coffee first. I just can't seem to put it down. My favorite rapper just announced a tour. My phone was buzzing like crazy. I'm so excited. I had to text all my friends right then to talk about it. Then someone started calling me and... Let's try that again. I turned my phone off right away. I never drive distracted. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. This is Talkback, 721-1290 or 1-800-568-5309. This is News Talk KGVO, AM 1290 and 98.3 FM, KGVO. 
Missoula's news and weather station. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Hour number two of Talk Back rolling right along this morning. Uh, brought to you by Brooklyn Bagel and Bakery. All your New York favorites are there. Lox, New York cheesecake, cannolis, ooh, bagel sandwiches with bacon. Really good. Uh, Brooklyn Bagel located on North Reserve. Also brought to you by Phillips Janitorial. And for the holidays, if you need some cleaning done in your home or your business, no job is too big or small. So the, the number to call to get a free estimate is 260-6617. And for the final time... Of the what's let you know that Medicare annual enrollment uh, ends today. So if you need some help getting through that, go to AndersonHelmanInsurance.com and get more details. The views and opinions expressed on TalkBack are not those of the staff, management, or advertisers. Okay, welcome back, everybody. Glad to have you along. Nick Christensen over there doing his thing, taking your phone calls this morning and producing TalkBack. I'm Peter Christian, by the way. Joining us here in the studio, Walt Carroll from Carroll Byington and Associates. Okay, we have callers. Let's All right. Jump right in. Catherine's been waiting the longest. Hi, Catherine. Hi, Catherine. Hi. Um, I have noticed that there's been a whole bunch of ads lately about something called a Medicare Flex card for seniors, which also includes a grocery allowance. Is this a scam or what? What's the deal with this? Um, it just it seems rather to me. It's a little yeah. too good to be true, maybe? I yeah. yeah. Um, well, yeah I, <laughs> Catherine, I really enjoy getting your questions because they're very good and well thought out. Uh, I don't have insurance expertise. I think our next caller does uh, because he, this a, a, a caller last time I was on asked about Medicare Advantage plans and Ed piped in and, and gave the lowdown where they're not too good. I have a feeling uh, that, you know, a lot of these things on the TV and boy, they, we get inundated with Joe Willie and Lord knows who else on those ads for, uh, you know, uh, the enrollment period that ends today i think on medicare and mm-hmm. medicare plans so uh you know it's kind of a scramble and they're all you know uh chasing chasing the dollar and i love the competition but uh, all these ads drive you crazy and i think to to some extent where they say well depending upon your zip code you're going to get a a a a a, a a payment every month. Well, you may have a reduced expense on your uh, Medicare Part B and D premium, but I don't know if you're going to get a check from it. Yeah, may I throw some Latin at you? <laughs> yeah. Caveat emptor. Yeah, that's right. So, uh, I, I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. Um, I was wondering, because I don't even know if it's, it, it, it's not even tied to Medicare, really. I mean, because Medicare would not, is not a part of it. As far as I understand, but I had to dig to find that out. Yeah, I think all of these programs on the TV that are promoting that are uh, supplemental programs that are in addition to to Medicare Part A, B, and D. That doesn't that sound? Isn't that what you understand? That's what I understand. Yeah, I don't uh, watch television, so I didn't see any of these ads, but um, they're all over the internet. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. 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 Well, and and the phone. Uh, I get I get probably half a dozen calls every day that are spam calls. And once in a while, I check out who they are. And they're exactly that Medicare spam ads. 
Well, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't surprise me. On another note, there was one one other thing I wanted to tell you that um, what was it yesterday or something? I got a, a text message from some company that told me my debit card was was uh, uh, locked, so that I had to call a certain number. This is a scam. Yep. I want people to be aware of. And uh, so I called my bank directly and uh, just to check. So um, to make sure that that was not uh, legitimate, but that's uh, going on also. Oh, yeah. And, and in fact, there's a, 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 a an IRS tax tip number 2022-181. Uh, they're also using uh-huh. scammers are using gift cards and usually... Yeah. The primary way of using gift cards is these uh, scumbags will call you over the phone, and they uh, they say they're a government in, in, you know they're a government entity, so it's an impersonation scam. Now it's not limited to just the phone; they can also use texts and emails and social media. But mm-hmm. the, the scammer will pose as an agent, IRS agent, call the taxpayer, leave a voicemail with a callback number informing the taxpayer that they're linked to some criminal activity, such as your debit card being locked for nefarious reasons. So, mm-hmm. yeah, don't, don't call them, don't talk to them, don't do anything except for either hang up or delete the email. Exactly, exactly. I just wanted to be, have people aware of that. Thank you. Okay, take care, Catherine. Catherine, it's always a pleasure, ma'am. Thank you. All right, Ted, we're up against a break, so we'll ask Ed if you'll hang on for just a second. We have all sorts of lines open. I was like six other lines open, by the way. If you have a question, you have a tax question for Walt. Now, keep in mind, this is going to be his last visit uh, for this year, right? 2022. You bet. So uh, give us a call, 721-1290, and get glean all the wisdom you can. Oh, yes. (laughs) We'll be right back right after this. For over 100 years. Okay, we're back on TalkBack. 721-1290 is the number to call if you would like to get some wonderful tax advice from uh, our own Walt Kiro from Kiro Byington and Associates, our resident CPA. Yeah. And Ed's been waiting the longest. Ed, uh, thank you for holding, sir. Go ahead, please. Hi, Ed. Yeah. Yeah, first of all, I uh, remember reading a letter to the editor in the local newspaper from a doctor, and she says, Medicare Advantage, if you have it, just don't get sick. <laughs> okay? That sounds <laughs> like good there's advice. Lots other little benef- there's lots of other little benefits in it. Uh, membership maybe in a gym, uh, you know, th- this kind of stuff, but don't get sick, she said. Yeah. Uh, but but it, anyway... Back to the Trump organization, they they were found guilty of not paying taxes on benefits. I think that's what it was, and and the organization facilitated this, or people at the organization facilitated it. But I remember something a long time ago, locally, maybe 30 years ago, uh, the football coaches, or the football coach and uh, basketball coach coaches at the university were given the free use of... Uh, uh, a car yeah. by uh, a local dealer, uh-huh. and the IRS said no, 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 no. Uh, you know, nobody was fined, or uh, I, I don't believe, uh, but they had to start paying taxes uh, on that. Is, is my memory correct? I, I I believe your memory is correct. I don't remember all the the details to that because but, it's a perk. Yeah, it's a perk, but. If you use a company vehicle or a university vehicle for 
personal use. Now, if a football coach uses a car for recruiting and goes to Billings or Butte or wherever, that's that's okay. That's legit. But if they use it on a daily basis to go to get groceries, that's personal use. And that is a taxable function, and they're supposed to pay tax on that. And that, and that, that requires good record keeping. Yeah, really good record keeping. Now, but is, in, is, uh, and, and forgive me for jumping in here. Is there a way now, but with all the doodads that we have, is there a way to do that all electronically without having to keep a little notebook? Of, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, with okay. phones. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, but you're right, Ed. Yeah, that's a taxable event once you use something personally. Now, they do give some exemptions for de minimis use, but, uh, uh, you know, I've had some employers that I do tax returns for that you can do a, uh, a standard per diem amount for personal use if, if you can justify that. So, uh, and that's like, 15 bucks a day or, or, you know, so many miles a day at the standard mileage rate. And you include that in the employee's W-2 as income. Okay. Well, thanks. You, you bet. bet. Thanks, Ed. Appreciate thanks, the call, Ed. sir. All right. Uh, let's see. Charles is waiting. Uh, Charles, by the way, several lines open at 721-1290. If you want some free tax advice from our friend Walt Carroll. Charles, you're up. Go ahead, sir. Hi, Charles. Hi. How you doing, Walt? Oh, better than I deserve. <laughs> Say, uh, this is a non-tax question, so forgive me, but I noticed you had a lot of open lines, so I figured I'd ask. Okay. Um, see these advertisements for title lock insurance all the time. Yeah. Well, do you have an opinion on those? For well, your house, uh, title uh, lock? I, I, I heard uh, uh, Professor, you know, uh, Attorney Nadelson talking about that, that, you know, if you have a bona fide mortgage and it's all uh, uh, properly recorded and all that, uh you know, it's 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 kind of hard to uh, invade that. And excuse me, it wasn't Professor Nadelson; it was Dave Ramsey. He he was, you know, uh, people were saying, well, if you got a home equity line of credit, they were told to stay on there. That's what I did, and uh, that that is kind of a shield but this is a legal realm and you if you really have concerns about that it's best to talk to your attorney uh but there's a homestead exemption that comes into play to protect you and uh uh you know the insurance i don't know if it's that good a deal or not because uh like title insurance i don't know i'm sure there are claims out there but in my 50 years of experience i haven't been around a title insurance claim but uh, i'm sure they exist and i but i don't know the details to that and i think the same thing happens with title lock and uh uh, I, it's a legitimate concern because you don't want to lose your house to some scam artist. But then, on the other hand, if you have a bona fide mortgage and it's in place, uh, you shouldn't have, uh, you know, nobody's going to go after you in that case because they would have to step in the shoes of that mortgage person. But if your house is fully paid for and there's no, uh, no liens on it, you know, then you're, uh, you have susceptibility. But I would recommend talking to an attorney to get the best advice to protect your house. Okay. Well, I wasn't sure whether to go towards attorney or call the county recorder and see if they have any locks on there that would be uh, flag something if it happened. But I appreciate it very much. Yeah, yeah Charles, it's, you know, I don't know how these people can get mortgages on the property 
maybe because they're online, you know, like Rocket Mortgage and and some of the other companies, you know, that you can get the mortgages online. Perhaps that's uh, uh, facilitating some of this fraud. But, you know, somebody signing your name to something kind of kind of, you know, <laughs> is a good defense. Let's put it that way. Yeah, you betcha. Okay, okay. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, good luck, Charles. Your... Okay, thanks. Okay. Th- thanks for the call. All right, let's uh, take another call. This is Jeff. Jeff, good morning. You're on Talkback. Go ahead, sir. Hi, Jeff. Hey, good morning, and uh, happy Advent. Yeah, on the way to Christmas. You bet. Um, you guys keep giving me things to think about. So, um, <laughs> first of all, sorry about that. First of all, uh, one of one of the news items. This morning you had was about clearing snow, Peter. Yes. And I, I am second to none in my admiration for Brian Hensel, but please, keeping bike lanes open in the wintertime. Um, you you, you, you would, now, let, let me tell you, you would not believe uh, uh, when, when I come to work in the morning, like at 3 in the morning or 4 in the morning or whatever, there are people riding their bikes. When I go home uh, at 10 or 10.30, there are people riding their bikes in the winter in the bike lanes. And sometimes it's their only transportation. So, you know, you got to keep the the clear if you can. Yeah, I just I just see it as a real hazard both to the riders and oh. uh, and folks driving. So that's the only way you um, have to get around. You know. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I've never seen snow tires on a bike. So <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> and, or, or studs and, uh, or chains. One of, one of, yeah, one of the things we do up here. Uh, is uh, if there's too much snow in the street, they'll put take a front end loader, take it out, and then put it in the river. So um, that might be an option for Missoula. I don't know if they were, would be allowed to do that by the city and county. Well, I will tell you that's this: one possible option. If 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 that you know if that road has been treated with deicer and has chemicals, I I think it would be illegal for them to pick up that snow and dump it in the river. It'd be polluting. Uh, that's just my opinion. I could be wrong. Yeah, but then they allow it to run off the road and into the vegetation on the side of roads and kill trees. So yeah, that'd yeah. be a good um, question to ask, Mister Henson. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yep. Um, and then you had a caller, Joe, who asked about eight percent inflation over three years. Yeah. Um, well, unfortunately, inflation compounds just like growth does. So I did a quick thing on the calculator, and on the uh, Give it a hundred dollars. If you had eight percent inflation, it would then take a hundred eight dollars next year. It would take a hundred sixteen dollars over a hundred sixteen dollars um, the second year, and then it would take almost a hundred and twenty six dollars the third year. Mm-hmm. So it's not strictly just adding eight plus eight plus eight equals twenty four. Since it compounds, that twenty four turns into almost twenty six percent. Yeah. So. Um, that's yeah, that's for the people to watch out for it. Yeah, that's the correct way of looking at it. I was just trying to convert it to present value. If you got paid that amount if, with eight percent inflation over three years, so I was going the opposite right. direction. But yeah, okay. I, I agree with you. Um, and then uh, title insurance. Um, you know, title fraud is identity theft, and you own nothing. If you're a victim of fraud, so um, it's going to be a pain because you've got to prove it. So you file a police report and all that, but nobody can take your house. Nobody's going to foreclose on you. It's fraud. And if you want to protect yourself against that, 
I don't get title insurance. I get identity theft insurance, and it includes title fraud. So uh, I pay $145 a year, and since you're a Ramsey guy, you know about Xander Insurance. Yep. Um, that that I get $145, about $12 a month, um, covers my wife and I and a granddaughter uh, in case we have identity theft. And mm-hmm. uh, and I don't have to worry. My house is paid off, but if somebody should get a, take a mortgage out on it because they go online and do and find out, um, and they can do it online, find out uh, all the information about the house, um, I'm covered. I don't worry. It's one of those things where you buy the insurance and you don't worry because, A, they can't take your house, and, B, um, if you have the insurance, they'll take care of all of that for you. You just file a police report, hand it over to them, and say thanks. Jeff, thanks for the call, my friend. Thanks, Jeff. You bet. Take care. We're going to come right back. Joe is back, and we have seven other lines open, by the way. Well, this is Walt's final visit for 2022, folks. Uh, so yeah. if, you, if you have a question about your taxes, uh, state or federal, uh, give us a call, 721-1290. We're coming right back after this. I'm Art and we are back on TalkBack, 721-1290. That's our number, 1-800-568-5309. Time to get back on the phones with uh, Walt Kira, a resident CPA, and I believe Ruth has been waiting the longest. Hey, Ruth, good morning. You're on TalkBack. Please go ahead, ma'am. Hi, Ruth. Thank you. Hi, Walt. Um, I do have a question. I have two savings accounts in different banks. Yeah. I want to move, I want to consolidate them to one bank. Now, when I talked to the bank down in Stevensville, they wanted me to have them cut a check for me and then take it and put it in my check, my savings down there. Yeah. Is that going to cause a problem when I have tax income that they see that amount from that savings is going to be an income? How do I um, address that with taxes or is that not even uh, an issue no it's not an issue uh ruth when you transfer money from one bank account to another just the mere transfer is not an uh, taxable event uh if if you own both those accounts where where this can become taxable is if uh, uh, you were taking money from a corporation that you were the CFO of, like what we just talked about with uh, 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 Mr. Weisselberg working for the Trump Organization. In essence, that's what he did is he took money for himself from the corporation. But where you're taking your oh, own I- money and moving it from one bank account, you can move X number of dollars, however many times you want, and it's not going to be a taxable event. So. I'll be more than happy to supply my <laughs> my, my bank account number if you'd like. That. Yeah. I mean, if you're really desperate, to get that. <laughs> well, okay. send it over. I'll send. I'll split it with you. Oh, sure. You <laughs> no, you shouldn't have okay, any trouble, well- Ruth. Okay. Thank you very much. Well, yeah. See you soon. You bet, okay, and uh, Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas to you, too, everyone. Thank you. Bye. Excellent. Bye. Thank you, Ruth. Okay, well, let's get John on the line. But the phone line's just all all filled up all of a sudden. So, John, you're on with Walt Kiro. Go ahead, sir. Hi, John. Good morning. Uh, I'm curious, do the city and county pay property taxes like private citizens do? I'm uh, really referring to their terrible decision they're about to make tomorrow regarding taking over the federal building. Uh, There's a reason the feds want to give it away. 
Uh, the answer is no. Uh, the city and the county don't pay property taxes on the the real and personal property that they own. And in fact, it's one of my pet peeves. One of the things I think is fun is if you go visit another country, even Canada or in Europe, you go look at who has the best buildings and the nicest properties. Well, there's two classifications of uh, owners that have the best properties. And the churches and and the government itself usually have some of the finest, nicest buildings. And one of the reasons is they don't have to pay property taxes on it. So, and they say, oh, we don't need to pay taxes. It's our own stuff. Well, who died made you God? Because in theory, they should pay, but they don't. So I'm sure there's some legal reason why they don't, but they don't. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Okay. And, uh, yeah, Thanks, John. Uh, Good question. Now, now uh, let, can, can we talk a little bit about this decision? You say it's coming up tomorrow? Oh, did we lose him? Oh, I'm sorry. My bad. <laughs> I was going to jump on that. All right. So, so who's next? This is Tim. Tim, good morning. Uh, is this Colonel Tim? Yes, good morning. This is Colonel Tim. Go, Colonel go, Tim. Go for it, sir. Yes, good morning, Walt. Yes, uh, yes good morning. Well, since you, uh, since you uh, mentioned it first, uh, 81 years ago, the day that will live in infamy, as FDR said, December 7th, uh, I'll tell you a little story about what happened uh, at Pearl Harbor on the island of Oahu. My uncle Harry, who happened to be in the U.S. Army at that time, was at Schoolfield Barracks. Mm-hmm. And, of course, that morning they hear bombs going off. Everybody files out of the mess hall and goes and takes a look at what's going on down at Pearl Harbor. But then uh, all of a sudden here comes the Japanese Zero, and it comes strafing them. Scraping the whole, uh, you know, the whole compound there. Yeah. And uh, the bullets were coming right at him. So everybody, he turns around and starts running back into the mess hall. Well, right behind him was the uh, company mascot, which was a bulldog. Yeah. And the bulldog was right behind him, and he was, they were running like heck to get back in that mess hall. And all of a sudden, he takes a right turn and gets into the mess hall. But unfortunately... The bulldog didn't make it. Bulldog yeah. was a casualty that day. Uncle Harry, of course, he, he had to live through the war, and of course, lived through what five more years of of hell down in the Pacific. Anyway, that's, yeah, uh, that's what happened eighty-one years ago. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. I'm glad you shared that story. Uh, yeah, well, that, there's many, many, many thousands of stories like that. I'm sure people got. Oh, oh, yeah. In anyway, fact. Okay, we got to... Yeah, we, we got to take it back. Uh, 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 Colonel Tim, thanks. It's always a pleasure to hear from you, sir. But I do have a follow-up I want to share with you, but yes. after the break. Right after the break. 721-1290 is our number. We have Marilyn and Joe and several other call. Actually, several other lines open. Uh, it's 721-1290. We're coming right back. Okay, we're back. This is Talk Back. 721-1290. That's the number. And Marilyn has been waiting the longest. Hey, Marilyn, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, Walt, yeah, go ahead. You were going to oh, ask. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll just try to Thank be you. as quickly as possible. But this is a follow-up to Colonel Tim's story. Is, is that my dad enlisted in, in the Army uh, right after Pearl Harbor. In fact, he was in Red Lodge, went to Butte, 
Next stop was here in Missoula where he got inducted. He said it was cold that January. I'll bet. I think it was 42. And then he went down to Hill Air Force Base in, in Utah. But what I have, the, the story I got to share is uh, I was in New Orleans and I, my wife and I walked by the World War II Museum. And it's a fabulous museum down there. Uh, and, and I saw one thing that they said, if you have letters... Uh, please send them to us. So I think I have a collection of letters my dad wrote to his brother and nephew wow. during World War II. And in fact, they had good ink and paper back then, <laughs> and it still survives. It right. still looks good. So anyway, there you go. That's the story. Excellent. All right, let's get Marilyn on the line now. Marilyn, thank you for holding. Go ahead, please, ma'am. Hi, Marilyn. Okay. Good morning. Um, so this i don't know you may have addressed this already i've been kind of in and out with the show this morning uh so this new latest thing that the biden administration passed with the eighty-seven thousand new irs agents and they will be tracking and wanting you to report any um income six hundred dollars or over that goes through venmo and paypal so i'm curious about that obviously that's the camel's nose into the tent <laughs> that'll probably uh go beyond that at some point but um can you address that please and i wish the people would finally rise up and fight this whole taxation of our incomes because that's totally not even shouldn't be a thing go uh, ahead thank you okay Marilyn. yeah Thanks, I, I won't address the constitutionality of the tax because that's been argued and fought over at the supreme court many times and uh, the Supreme Court seems to think it's constitutional. But uh, that being said, there is a rule on payments made to a non-corporate entity of $600 or more. They have now expanded that to credit card payments that you as an individual receive uh, through Venmo and all those other uh, sources. And the IRS is now making those those credit card receipt entities uh, is, keep track of that by whoever they're paying. So if you're an individual and you sell widgets and you get more than $600, say, from Wayfair or House or whatever entity, they're going to send you a 1099-K as in kangaroo. And uh, that the whole purpose is to make sure that people that get income report it on their return. Simple as that. And, uh, you know, if you don't, the computers are going to match that up and you'll get hate mail. That's what I call it anyway. I wish it was simpler, but it's it's going to get worse. Okay, Marilyn, thanks for the Thank call. Thank you, Marilyn. Let's um, go on to uh, uh, Jeff is back, right? Oh, Joe, I'm sorry. Joe, go ahead. You're on, you're on talk back. Please go ahead. Okay, we've covered Trump pretty well. But, you know, <laughs> I remember when the governor of... Uh, former governor of Illinois was uh, prosecuted for shaking people down. Yeah. And he went to jail. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I mean, tr Trump's got to be asking himself, geez, I should have gone into government. I mean, look <laughs> at Biden. The hypocrisy. I mean, he flies on Air Force Two. You guys are talking about the the uh, coaches using a university car. <laughs> I mean, Hunter Biden's flying on Air Force Two to yeah. China. Yeah. You know, anyway, if if you got any information on uh, the Biden situation, I would be curious to hear what you have any views on that. 
Oh, uh, I I can't top Tucker Carlson or what's being reported uh, on Fox News and and uh, Newsmax because they have they have a lot of the inside scoop. The other one is the lady from the New York Post, uh, Miranda Devine. Miranda Devine. Uh, I would look up what she has to say because she's had access to that uh, that laptop from hell. In fact, she's the author of that book. I would look to those people to have the information. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, we have two standards of justice out there. And if you're a, a Democrat, you're treated one way. And if you're a Republican, you're treated another. Uh, that's a, you know, that's factual. You can see it just by present day standards. All right. Let's uh, tell you what, let's, let's, let's go ahead and get uh, Jeff's call in before we take our break. So Jeff, you're back. Go ahead. Yeah. I just want to piggyback on what Colonel Tim said about, um, Pearl Harbor and today. Um, there's some mistakes that the Japanese made in, in timing that uh, were very fortunate for us. And uh, first of all, um, they were so busy attacking ships that they didn't really attack docks. So um, they were able to use the dry docks there to actually repair the ships in the harbor rather than having to rebuild the dry docks or, or tow the ship someplace else. So that was... Uh, Mistake number one in timing. Mistake number two was that um, the Japanese uh, attacked on Sunday morning. There were a large number of servicemen at services on the island away from away from the harbor, and so um, the casualty list could have been much much higher than it was. Um, and the third, and probably one of the biggest, is that they completely missed the fuel de- uh, depot up on the hill. Um, that was a, a supply of, of fuel for the entire Pacific, and had they managed to destroy that, um, getting around the Pacific would have been uh, t- you know, orders of magnitude harder. So um, as terrible as it was, um, the Japanese, besides awaking the sleeping giant, um, made some tactical errors that uh, led to it being uh, although catastrophic and horrendous, much less than it could have been. All right. Thanks for the call, Jeff. As always, we're, we're up against a break now. Seven two one twelve ninety. Kind of moving away a little bit from tax advice, but it is Pearl Harbor Day, so oh, there yes, you it go. Is. Absolutely, we uh, we commemorate and honor uh, all, all of our service people for, for the bet. last what? How many years? Eighty. 81 years. Goodness. We're going to come right back. 721-1290 is our number. If you have a tax question, this is the time to call Wald Kiro because this is his last appearance in 2022. So there you go. We're going to come right back after this. Okay, we're back. Wald Kiro joining us here in the studio. Uh, Let's go ahead and get Mike's call on right now. Mike, good morning. You're on with Wald Kiro, our resident CPA. Go ahead. Oh, good morning. Well, Good morning, I hope Mike. I get a little leeway leeway here. Um, I first have a comment. I'm just responding to Jeff, and then I do have a tax question. Um, Great. Please, for Missoula, it's always been a bike town. Don't be down on bikes, Jeff. Um, and Peter, I, I rec- thank you for recognizing that that's a way a lot of people have to get around. I appreciate Sometimes that. Sometimes the only way. Yeah. And um, anyway, for Jeff, there. There are snow bikes, big mountain bikes with big tires that are made for snow, deep snow, and they get around quite well. And there are snow tires, and you can actually stud bike tires. And I got my bike out and rode from Missoula to East Missoula a couple nights ago and back home, and it was wonderful. And it's very good exercise, resistance of the snow, you know. 
anyway, and the other thing for Jeff is I I sit I can sit on my couch and watch Scott Street on the west side here, and there's dump trucks that go out, and there's an empty lot where they dump the snow full, uh, dump trucks full of snow. That's probably the best way to deal with that. You don't want to be putting that in the river. I think they just remodeled Karis Park with that sump to keep street street stuff off the out of the river. So, a little education for Jeff there. All right. Anyway, um, Walt, this is a question that maybe you can answer. The sure. state, the way the state uh, has the tax assessors that assess property, they do that every couple of years, correct? Uh, yeah, I think every two years. Yes, uh, yeah, reassessment of, uh, by, is done by the Montana Department of Revenue now every two years. I got you. So that was set up by the state legislature at some point. They decided that was a way to do it. Uh, yeah, yeah. But it used to be every six years, right? Yeah, it was it was less frequent before. But uh, one of the things, and it's always fun to watch them squirrel, is if uh, <laughs> the value of property goes down, you think that uh, you know on a fair market value basis, you think they'll reduce the market value for property taxes. Uh, at least in the most recent past, they did not. I got gotcha. you. Okay, now Walt, I've. It's been a while back that I, I remember hearing you refer to those assessor people that go out and do that as the goon squad. Is that an acronym or is that just a term of endearment? Oh, uh, it, it's, uh, well, uh, not those people. The people that I'm talking about, the goon squad. No, are now the, you were saying, I've heard it right. You were saying the tax assessor people were the goon squad. Well, they can be depending upon their attitudes because okay. uh, I have seen them uh, assess property in a certain way. And actually what I was, if I remember right. Uh, Would you call them that to their faces? Uh, no, I'm talking about... When they go by your property and if they see you building something and they throw a stop work order on that property or on that building, that's the goon squad. And gotcha. that goon squad had to take it on the chin due to a – they picked on the wrong person. And oh, okay. that person got the law changed. So uh, I think that's the referral I was after. I got you. Well, you might have missed your calling as an insult stand-up comic. You're no Don Rickles. <laughs> oh, I'm just talking about actual events and what triggered that. Because uh, this this person who I greatly respect and admire took on the Montana legislature not once but twice because this this lady got the law changed dealing with the donut area. And the donut area is a, 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 an area fictional. Oh, I remember well, that. It's an it's a area outside the city limits, but the county said, city, you can go inspect those properties. Well, this lady was subject to the goon squad, and she took on the state legislature. She got a bill passed, and then later uh, uh, the uh, Montana Supreme Court uh, declared that law unconstitutional. So she didn't give up. She took them on a second time, got the legislation passed that would pass muster with the state Supreme Court, and she got that second bill passed. So no longer do we have donut areas. So, I mean, that's an example. Do you, do you remember what her name is? Oh, I know her name, but I'll, okay, I'll, okay, I'll, I'll just say her first name is Bobby. I okay, won't give her last right, name. I got you. All right. Mike hung up. Okay. Oh, thanks, Mike. Uh, thanks for the call. All right. So Dave is back. Go ahead, Dave. What's up? Hi, Dave. Yes. yes, again, about Pearl Harbor. You know, I agree with everything Jeff said about it. But, you know, if the Japanese had taken their big battleship in 
to the edge of the harbor and sunk it right in the neck of the Pearl Harbor, it would have put it would have put that harbor out of commission for maybe years while they cut it up because it was a very narrow and very confined harbor cor- uh, spot to leave. But as far as IRS agents, my wife is a, a CPA, and she is hoping that she won't have to spend many hours sitting on a phone waiting for the IRS to, to answer her that this will all improve and she can save her clients some money. And oh, I, I think yeah. you agree. Yeah, the IRS commissioner who is just uh, uh, retiring uh, made a commitment, uh, uh, you know, six, seven months ago or thereabouts, that by the end of this year, at the end of this month, they would be caught up on all their back stuff. Well, that was a nice wishful thought, but uh, the reality is it's going to be years before they dig out of this hole. And I wish it wasn't so, but I, you know, if your wife, you know, I, I sympathize with your wife's uh, position because I don't even call the IRS anymore. I try to get what I need to do from other means. And sometimes you have to go to the IRS, but you try to do it. You might get a quicker response by mail than by using the phone, as scary as that is. Yeah, but you know, we definitely need improvement there. And, and the only way is to spend a little money. Because you know, Taxes are what run the government. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. Oh well, yeah! Thanks for the call. Now, if they if they could use those, what is it? Was it eighty seven thousand new? Yeah. Agents? If yeah. they could use those folks for customer service, can you imagine? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that that, that would be a, a good start. Yeah, we're, we're going to come right back. Seven two one twelve ninety. All of our lines are clear. So if you if you've been uh, thinking of calling in for Walt, now remember this is his last visit before the end of the year. So uh, if you got a question or a comment, uh, give us a call at seven two one twelve ninety. We'll be back in one minute. It's all in the deep. Are back on Talk Back, and I do believe we have Vic waiting to visit with you. Vic, good morning. You're on with Walt. Hi, Vic. Good morning, guys. So, Walt, I'm like new to this whole Medicare thing. I guess it starts this year. And uh, so, is is like that in the supplement? Are either of those like tax deductible? Uh, yeah. Uh, they are deductible uh, for nowadays for most people on the federal return. Your standard deduction is twenty six, twenty seven thousand if you're married filing joint, and half of that if you're single. And so, a lot of times, it's uh, it's not advantageous to itemize. So, but yes, if you're itemizing the the health insurance for Medicare Part B, D, and supplemental insurance is deductible. Health has a medical expense. Okay. Okay. And uh, does there need to be? Is it like before? Is there like a a minimum, and then you get like a percentage of that? I guess. Yep. Yep. It's exactly now Montana on the Montana return. It's different because Montana allows full deductible deductibility of the health insurance on their return. There's no limitation on insurance. Montana okay. still has a, 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 a floor, if you will, on other medical expense. Now, another thing that adds complication to this is if, if you're like uh, Peter and you're self-employed and have your own business, you can assign that out-of-pocket health insurance towards the business and if you have a net okay. income, you will get a deduction above the line for what what they call self-employed health insurance. And so sure, then, yeah, no, and I, and I understand that. But yeah, no, okay. I'm a, 
I'm retired now, so. Oh, well, that's well, good for you. So, You're smarter than I that, am. I'm still but, working. But it, this whole Medicare thing is like my sister said, yeah, welcome to the party. <laughs> uh, you know? Oh, yeah. It, it's like... You know, is there a difference, you know, between a, a supplement ma- plan and an advantage plan? Uh, yeah, but that has, as Ed has talked about, the, the Medicare Advantage plan has its limitations. And before you jump into that lake, you better find out what's in it. Right, yeah. Well, and I'm, I'm, yeah, I finally set up a meeting with the guy because I, I was worried about the, 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 the today's date, I guess, you know. Yeah. Um, but since my birthday's not actually till January 23rd, I guess it puts it in a different category. I don't have to. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, the the important thing is, is if you're turning 65, you got a 60-day window before and after that birth date to get signed up for Medicare. And the thing well, that's okay, weird right. about it, it's your 65th birthday, not when you can start getting regular Social Security retirement. That's a different different time. Right, totally yeah, different yeah. animal. No, yeah. that actually did take it 62. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so I was automatically on the Medicare, and it's like, I, I hear so many things either way, you know. Some friends and family, oh, you really need to get the supplemental, or, you know. And then other ones are like, don't waste your money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really? You know, I don't. <laughs> well, yeah. Take some research to, you know, and find out what's best for you. Yeah, well, I think right, Ed's advice yeah. was the best. Don't get sick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Hey, All right. Vic. Thanks, guys. Hey, thank you. And listen, have a, ha- ha- a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Pete is next. Pete, we have exactly four minutes before we're done. Go ahead. Hi, Pete. Hi. Hi. Thank you for taking my call today. Uh, I am 60 years old, and I'm on Social Security Disability. Yeah. And I am about to cash in some shares from a rolled-over life insurance policy that has been sitting idle with Prudential Life Insurance and Computer Share for many years. Mm-hmm. And it's under under $5,000. But I'm wanting to take that money out, sell those shares and apply it towards a down payment on a on a home that we're buying. Yeah. Okay. Are those shares are those shares going to be tax deductible because they're applied to a home mortgage? Uh uh no. Here's what's going to happen. When you sell the shares, it's no then different than if you sold the shares of Boeing or uh, uh, Amazon or whatever. It's a capital gain transaction. And so if you sell $5,000 worth of stock, you'll have to report that as a sale, but you'll also have a cost basis. Now, Prudential should be able to give you that number, and you can deduct that from from the sale price so but um if your only other income is social security i doubt if you'll have much if any tax on that but uh that's that's the way that goes if you use the money for a down payment on a house good for you okay yeah i just thought rather than let it sit there forever let's put it to use i think it's a good time and i just wanted to make sure there were no strange implications and being on Social Security disability, I still file, but I really don't have any taxes. Yeah, yeah. And even with this capital gain, even at 5000 and let's say your cost basis is half of that, 2500 you would have a $2,500 capital gain. And if, if you have no other income besides a Social Security disability, I, I would almost, uh, I would be surprised if you had a nickel of t- uh, federal or Montana tax on that. 
Oh, great. Just thank you for your input. It's just nice to try and keep my ducks in a row and understand what's going to happen. Oh, yeah. That's the purpose of uh, me being here is tax literacy, financial literacy, and helping the people. Totally. I listen to you regularly, and I appreciate everything you do, Walt. Oh, well, hey, thank you, and, and, and happy holidays to you. You as well. Have a great day. Thanks, you too. Thanks for the call. Okay, we have exactly a minute and a half left there, Mr. Walt. Uh, oh, yeah. Let, 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 let's talk about some final thoughts for the year and yeah. some contact Well, final thoughts. You know, during a break, we talked about all the change that's coming. Right. We got changes coming in federal tax, Montana tax, and the other thing is technology changes. And as we know, all the employers out there are asking for people to come work for them. Well, we're no different. We're having trouble finding good help. So one of the things we're doing to deal with that and still do a good job is improving our technology. So some of the technology things, uh, we're using a, 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 a virtual uh, uh, employee to answer the phones and make appointments. We're using uh, 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 what we call a portal to exchange information with clients. It's easy to use, and, uh, you know, it's a safe way because the minute you put something as an email attachment, you're at risk. Give us a, give us a phone number and a website. Okay, phone number and website. Okay, uh, the phone number is 406-549-2288. The website is kbcpas.net. You have a Merry Christmas and oh, a Happy same New Year, to you. man. We look forward to the next year. You bet. Uh, what's coming up on tomorrow's fabulous show there, Mr. Nick? We're gonna have, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. We're going to have a special city talk show. Cool. All right. So, listen, you guys get out there and make it a great day. Please stay warm and dry and drive safely. See you tomorrow morning at 6 o'clock for another exciting edition of Montana Morning. See you then.